The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I'll tell you a story. My, my kids are, I'm a lawyer, you know, for many years I was a lawyer. So you're a lawyer, you give birth to kids, it gets in their DNA, which is a big problem. And my kids are like little lawyers, because some of them are. And my kids are smart, and what they do is when they need something from me, they, it's, I kept a long line from my parents, because of her parents. If you need something in life, what is it you do? What's the first line of defense that we have? Do you want something in life? What do we get from our mothers? What's the greatest gift you give us? Guilt, right? That's how it works, right? If you want something, you're just guilt for it. That's how it works, right? I'll tell you a funny story. I remember one time, I was in my office. It, I was working for a firm in the city, and I was working with a, this good Jewish mother girl. I was working with a, um, with a partner. It wasn't a firm guy. Very, very, very prominent partner. We're working on a deal until 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 a.m., we're finished working. This guy's a tough guy. He walks through the hallways. Everyone just bows in front of him. Jewish guy, not from. Well, I walk into my office, and there's an answering machine. And I go to the answering machine, and it's my mom. And she goes, hi, Charlie. It's your mother, in case you forgot. <laughs> I don't, you don't have to call me. I just gave birth to you. So in case, you know, in case you want to remember from alive, you can pick up the phone. <laughs> Sound familiar, anybody? You guys doing this? <laughs> so I go, my mom, my mom, my mom. So this big prominent guy, <laughs> I walk into his fancy corner office. I'm not kidding, the guy's name is Peter. I walk into his office, this big guy, he has one machine. I can't make this story if I want to. Goes to the thing, goes, Hi, Peter, it's your mother. You're so important now, apparently, because you don't call me. I'm like, where did they get the script from? <laughs> it comes along with the baby. There's a script, by the way. So my kids are good at this. Whenever my kids want something, they'll give me for it. So I was in Boston for Shabbos once. I come home once to Shabbos, and I'm, who meets me at the door? My kids. And they go, Daddy, we don't see you anymore. You're never around. I'm like, I'm around. Like, we don't see you. Are you even our father anymore? <laughs> we missed you. It's not the same without you. I'm like, what is it that you want? Like, we need to spend more quality time together in Toys R Us tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, at least they're straight. So I'm like, all right, I got it. It's not going to work, okay? And you can't outlawyer a lawyer. So I go to bed and I'm like tossing and turning. I'm like to my wife, I'm like, I'm not a good enough dad. I'm not around enough. Maybe they're right. There's a bit of truth to every joke, which is the dumbest expression somehow it got through the system. And I, I wake up in the morning, I'm like, you know what? They're right. I'm not home enough. Now they're going to see a dad for sure. So I come downstairs, my kids wake up that Sunday, and I wake them up and I go, kids, today's not Sunday. I'm like, what is it, daddy? My kids are little time. I'm like, today is Sunday fun day. They're like, yay! So I go outside and I make, what do you make your kids for Sunday Monday? You make them, right, pancakes. Right, pancakes is the greatest thing ever, right? Can you imagine if your kid said to you, can I have cake for breakfast? You're like, no. They're like, can you take the cake and fry it? And then pour sugar water on it? You're like, yeah, that's not like a good breakfast. I can imagine the first kid that had pancakes, like, for real, mom? Like, for real? Like, this, I'm not going to trouble. And I get pancakes, and then we go out to the backyard, and then from the backyard we go this, and we go to the park, and then from the park to another park, and then, it's, uh, it's, it's the afternoon, so what do, what do you eat for lunch on Sunday Funday? Pizza. So we go for pizza, and then it's time for dessert. So what do you get for dessert on Sunday Funday? Ice cream. So we're in the five towns, and in the old days now, it's a little different. Back a bunch of years ago, for those in the five towns, there was like a tiny little pizza ice cream store on Central Avenue. So we go to Central Avenue, there was a million people there, like a million. So at that point, I had four kids that were ice cream age, and I woke up to them, and I'm like, okay, I, I get the thing, and I, I take my ice cream back, and I know my kids, chocolate, chocolate, vanilla, vanilla. So one of my kids says to me, Daddy, you forgot the sprinkles. 
I said, no, no, I asked them, but they're out of sprinkles. The kid's like, out of sprinkles? This is an ice cream store. This is where they make sprinkles. I'm like, no, it's complicated. I'll get it from China. They get it on tray, whatever. So I said, no sprinkles. He's like, what do you mean there's no sprinkles? You remember that moment, by the way, where like reality hits? Like, remember the first time you saw your teacher was married? Remember that moment when you're a little kid and you see your teacher and you're like, who's that man? And she's like, that's my husband. You're like, your husband? You're my teacher. Don't you live under the desk? You ever have that feeling? Like, don't you, you have a life outside our classroom? Remember that third grade or second grade moment? So my kid's like, but this is an ice cream store. This is where sprinkles were created. I'm like, no, it's complicated. I'm like, there's no sprinkles. So my kid goes, no sprinkles? Oh, I can't eat ice cream without sprinkles. This is the worst day ever. So, I remember going home, and I was walking into my child's room, I don't want to give any details as to which one, and I walked into my child's room, and I remember saying to that child, I wanted to thank that child for that experience. So he's like, or it's like, why? So he says, you know, I go my whole life, I lived a life, and I thought that the, you know, Chazal say, Perkevos, Eitzuhu, um, Ashir, who is rich, Hasameh Pachoka. Now I thought that's rabbis being rabbis. What's the rabbis going to say? Ezu Ashir, you have to buy low and sell high. What's the rabbis going to say? Buy Google early. They're rabbis. They're like Jewish moms. Everyone's in first place, even though there's 10 kids in front of you. You know what I'm talking about? You're still in first place in my book, right? They're, they're rabbis. If you're rich, just be happy with what you have, and you'll be rich. And I, I was like, okay. Uh, and then it hit me. What is wealth? What is it? If you really break down wealth, what is it? Well, money is not real, it's fungible. Money is, is stuff. Money is just something that we take to go get things. And we get things because those things make us happy. So wealth is just the ability to make yourself more happy with things. That's what it is. But if you don't know how to make yourself happy, if every time we get something, it's a funnel in and in and in, then it's gone, then you can have all the money in the world and you're not really rich. Wealth is the ability to understand that the goal of life is to build a vessel. It's to be able to have what we have and to delve into it and enjoy it. Because if we don't have that, if we don't have even Sameh Bechelko, then all the money in the world won't make us actually rich. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.